we're blessed people. Amen. Amen. We are a blessed people. Amen. I'm so glad to be a part of this church. And I take it as an honor to be able to share the word of the Lord with you this morning. If you want to turn to Psalms chapter 125 and verse number 4. Just want to read one portion of scripture. Psalms chapter 125 verse 4. If you've got it, say amen. amen. Do good, O Lord, to those that be good and them that are upright in their hearts. Do good, O Lord, to those that be good. Amen. That's, if I was going to title this this morning, that's my title. Be good. Amen. Just be good. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. Thank you, mighty God, for your goodness and for your mercies. Thank you, Lord, for the power of your word. And we just pray, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts this morning. And we'll give you all the thanks and all the praise. And let all God's people say amen. Amen. You may be seated. Luke chapter 6, starting in verse 43, it says, For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit, neither does a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns do men do not gather figs, nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. In other words, you just don't do those things. You don't get grapes out of a bramble bush. Amen. You don't get figs from a thorn bush. Amen. Those things just don't happen. A good man, verse 45, out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. So as we look at this word, as we look at good, it's of course got such a broad meaning and a broad definition of different types of what it could mean. But as I was preparing for this, it's the meaning that I thought best uh, went with what I'm trying to convey is the meaning of being honest or devoted or committed. It is a powerful word, the word good. It's used in scriptures here because, especially the scripture we read, because it's being used in contrast, kind of like the opposite of corrupt and evil. Amen. Just be good. Hallelujah. And uh, I don't know about you, but uh, I like things to uh, be the same all the time. I, I don't like change very well. And uh, so consequently... All this stuff, I call it junk, that's going on in our world today can make me very anxious, amen, and uh, cause me to, you know, say things I shouldn't say and act like I shouldn't act, and, and I caught myself being like that out in public one time when uh, they were wanting me to put a mask on and, and everything, and so, but anyway, I just thought to myself, be good, <laughs> Be good, amen. Do the right things, amen. So we want to be good, we want to be honest, and that's not, like I said, it's not a weak word, it's a powerful word to be good because it's used, like I said, in, contra contra in contrast with 
evil and corrupt. And we want to be honest. We want to be honest. We want to be good, especially to others, right? And we want to be honest with God. And we also want to be honest with ourselves. It says, for every tree is known by his own fruit. That's when you're honest with others, you're real, you're whatever you have. That's, you're going to be known by the fruit that you bear. In verse 46, it says, why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? That's being honest with God. He said, whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show them to whom he is like. He is like a man that built his house and dig deep, laid a foundation on a rock, and when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently upon that house, it could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. First Corinthians tells us to let every man take heed on how he buildeth upon this gospel of Paul. Paul was saying, I, I build upon this, you build upon me and the words that I say, and, and every man take heed of how we build. And that's simply just being honest with ourselves. Take consideration for what we are doing. Um, it says there in verse 49, But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. Amen. So verse 45, it says, The good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth is going to speak. Whatever's in here, it's going to come out here. Amen. So if you're putting good things in here, it'll come out here. Amen. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. It says, My son, attend unto my words and incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart for everything. All the issues of life come from right in here. Amen. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet. Consider the, the ways that you're going. And let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. So it's telling us here in Proverbs that we need to ponder the path. Think about the path. Amen. Are you going down the right path? Because when we do, all of our ways shall be established. And it says remove thy feet from evil. In other words, just be good. Just be honest. So as I looked into this and I was thinking about just being good, when the Bible talks of good a lot. You put good in front of a lot of things like good heart, good soldier, good servant, all these different things. That good goes in front of us. 
But one of the things that I came across was that we should have a good heart. Amen. Luke chapter 8, verse 4 through 8 talks about a parable that Jesus gave. And he said, when much people were gathered together and they were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. Some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other fell on good ground, and it sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold, and when he had said these things, he cried, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Amen. He cried, he that hath ears. It wasn't just a common little thing that he was talking about, but it was something intense for him. If it fell on good ground, then it would bear fruit a hundredfold. So Jesus talked in parables and a lot of times, and he didn't always give the interpretation of the parables, but in this Uh, particular instance he gives the interpretation to his disciples he said now this now the parable is this the seed is the word of God and those by the wayside are those that hear then cometh the devil taketh away the word out of their hearts lest they should believe and be saved they on the rock are they which hear receive the word with joy and these have no root which for a while believe, but in the time of temptation they fall away. Verse 14, And that which fell among the thorns are they which when they heard they go forth and are choked with the cares and the riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground, everybody say good ground, are they which in an honest and a good heart Having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. So we find that the success of the word of God or this seed that's being planted depends really upon one thing. And that's the condition of the soil or the condition of the heart to receive the word. And it's so important for us that we should uh, remind ourselves we have to have a good heart, an honest heart, an open heart. And every time we come into the house of the Lord and every time we go to the uh, Lord in prayer, it's being good. It's being honest before the Lord and saying, God, I need you to speak to me. I need to have an open heart. Amen. Because the success that the word of God can do is all based upon the condition of our heart. And we're admonished to have a good heart. Amen. Hosea uh, chapter 10 verse 12 says this. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fallow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. So the Lord is wanting us to break up this fallow ground. This break up all the, the junk that's in this heart. And prepare it to receive the word of God. Amen. How many believe that God will speak to you if you really want him to? Amen. And how many have ever known, and this is me, I know I've come into the house of the Lord and really haven't been in the mood. 
And so God didn't talk to me. Amen. I hadn't prepared myself for the word of God. I hadn't prepared myself for what he was trying to do in the midst. And always reminds me of the young lady that I went back to agreed after service one day. And she was saying how she was a visitor and she was uh, so intrigued by the power of God. And she was just gripping the back. It was when we had the pews at that time. Gripping the back of those pews. And she said, I felt the power of God so strong in here. She says, I just... I'm still stuck to this pew, you know. I'm just in awe and in fear and, and amazement, you know. And uh, so we talked for a little while, and she was able to let loose of the pew after a while. But I walked away from that conversation thinking, Look, you know, Lord, I didn't feel what she felt. <laughs> I had not prepared my heart, or my heart was not prepared what to receive whatever it was that she received or to see whatever she saw. Amen. So we need to realize that we need to have a good heart, an honest heart, honest, more importantly than anything else is when we're honest with ourselves. Amen. Because we can lie to ourselves. Amen. We can make up stories and tell ourselves that everything's going good when they're not all that good. Amen. And sometimes it's a fearful thing. To hear from the word of the Lord. It's sometimes it's a fearful thing to hear God's voice. And he speaks to us through the word, the written word. He speaks to us through the preaching of the word of God. Amen. But it's so important for us to have a good heart. Amen. To break up the fallow ground and say, God, I want my heart to be sensitive to your will. I want it to be sensitive to your word. I want to break up all the junk that shouldn't be in there and all the stuff that I have that uh, covers up what you're trying to do in my life, what you're trying to speak to me. Amen. Because God's trying to speak to each and every one of us. You believe that? And especially in this day and age. And, and you know, I think, wow, you know, God's really trying to get our attention. It's in his mercy and in his grace that he's allowing all this to come upon us because it, it does us, well, one thing for sure, it makes us look inside, right? And say, Where's, how's my walk with the Lord? Where am I at, amen, in living for God and walking with the Lord? And we need to break up that fallow ground and we need to allow the Lord just to move in a mighty way through the power of his word. So we need to have a good heart. The second thing that we have to have good is a good fight. Timothy told us, fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal light, life. Whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a, great, a good profession before many witnesses. Fight the good fight. Amen. There's a fight out there, right? There's a fight going on. There's a spiritual warfare that's going on all around us, hallelujah, every day. And we have the, <clears throat> we can choose whether we're going to fight the good fight or not, amen. There is a good fight to fight, and it's going to cost us something. It's going to be a battle. We're going to have to fight it, amen. But we need to realize that God is in control, hallelujah. And like we were singing this morning, he has the final say. We read the back of the book, hallelujah. And we win. Fight the good fight. <clears throat> In Luke chapter 10 verse 38. 
It says, now it came to pass when they were, that as they went, <clears throat> that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman by, uh, a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at the feet and heard his word. And, Mary, and Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part. Everybody say the good part which shall not be taken away from her. Amen. The good part was that Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to the word of God. Martha, and I'm going to talk about Martha here a little bit more, but she was somebody that in this portion of Scripture, the Bible was saying she was busy about the Lord's business, right? She was serving the Lord, but she was busy and she was troubled about many things. She was concerned about this and worried about that. Amen. And there's so many things that were going on. And it seemed like she was doing the honorable thing, right? She was serving the Lord. Amen. And we're not careful as Christians. We can go about just being busy about the Lord's business and never hearing the word of God. The fight. The fight for us to separate the struggles and the business and the business of the Lord has to be done, right? We have to be involved in that. But at the same time, the most important thing was what Mary had chosen and that was to sit at the feet of Jesus and to hear his word. That's one of the battles that we face on a constant uh, basis is that we face this battle that's within us to be busy and to sit at Jesus' feet. Amen. One thing good about all of this is, is that it's caused us to slow down a little bit. Amen. It's caused us to pull back and to reflect and to consider, you know, what it's all about. Hallelujah. And to look into God's word and to realize that God's word is the only thing that we can stand on in these shaking days. Amen. And so Jesus' friends were this Mary and Martha, and they also had a brother named Lazarus. And Pastor talked about this a little bit at the 8.30 service, but it's in my notes already. I had no idea what he was going to talk about. So I'm just going to reflect a little bit on it also here. But Lazarus gets sick, and so they send words to Jesus, their friend, you know, that, hey, Lazarus is sick. And the Bible says that Jesus purposely delayed his coming, and Lazarus died. And so we pick up this story in John chapter 11, starting in verse number 20. It said, Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house, and then sent Martha to Jesus, If thou hadst been here, my brother had not died. In verse 22, I want us to take note of, she says, But I know that even now, whatsoever thou wilt ask of God, God will give it. And this is a great statement of faith, isn't it? 
that she says, you know, if you'd have been here, my brother had not died. She says, but even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give it. And as I was thinking about this battle, and it's so evident here in this conversation that Martha is having with Jesus, we all have that struggle within our own selves, right? We have faith, and then we have the reality that's facing us. We have that struggle of this is what is going on right now, uh, but I believe my Redeemer liveth, amen? God is able. I believe in Jesus. I know that you can do anything, but my brother's dead, you know, but I know that anything's possible. And that's a struggle I believe that we all have. We feel for Martha and her faith. Jesus said to her, he said, thy brother shall rise again. And Martha said unto him, I know he's going to rise again in the resurrection at that day. And Jesus said to him, unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And, whatsoever, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And he asked her the question, believeth thou this? And so we see Martha in her struggle with her faith and, and the reality, this battle, this fight within her. And I just had this thought, you know, it's okay for us sometimes to be in that battle not understanding you know sometimes we have that faith and sometimes we we uh but over here is the reality and it's like when the disciple said lord i believe but help my unbelief so we have to have a good hold on our faith not only do we have to have a good heart to receive what god has for us We've got to get a good hold on this, a good grip on this, that when even things don't seem like they're going our way, amen, we're standing on the Word of God. Hallelujah. We're standing on God's Word because it's powerful. James said this, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And so all these things, let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect an entire wanting nothing. Amen. When faith begins to work and God begins to do his work and we just need to count it all joy when all these different things come into our way and it just doesn't seem like we know how it's all going to work out and how the Lord's going to move in this situation. We know that he is working in our lives, working on our faith. Amen. And that's the battle that we're all in, and we have to fight upon this. First Thessalonians says, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. Just simply be good. Jesus had said to them, he said, this sickness was not going to be unto death. It's like the disciples, they don't hear very well, you know, as you look at them in, in the Word of God. He says, have you ever felt like God was a day late? And a dollar short. He said he's not going to die. But he did die. Amen. And sometimes we just feel like that old saying is. That you know. God just. He just doesn't understand. He just doesn't get it. And the reason is. Is because we see the obvious. We see what's right before us. Amen. But he's saying I can see the whole picture. 
And if we can say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, anything's impossible for us. Amen. But the mountain stares us in the face and our faith has to arise to just trust in God. He's always on our side. Amen. His ways are not always our ways. Praise the Lord. But we need to understand that God is always able to do whatever it needs we need him to do in our lives. And that's when Martha makes this amazing statement of faith. If you had been there, if you had just been there, my brother would not have died. But I know, hallelujah, that even now. You ever been there? You're staring at that impossible situation and saying, Lord, you know, you're a day late and a dollar short here. But I know all things are possible with you. It doesn't matter what you are going through. Amen. Faith often looks uh, like it's out of touch with reality, doesn't it? Especially when you try to have faith for something and you're letting somebody else know about your faith. And, uh, you know, they're probably thinking, well, that's never going to happen. You know, you're in, you're in trouble in this situation. You know, faith seems to be like it's out of touch with reality but when we're really in touch with God hallelujah sometimes it appears that we are out of touch with reality we see the things going on around us right and we're looking up and saying our redeemer draweth nigh hallelujah doesn't matter what comes we know that God's in control of all of it right there is a reality there it's not that we don't know about the reality but it's about the God that we serve that goes beyond the things that we're looking at. Amen. Goes on the, beyond the reality that's facing us in our lives. So fight the good fight. It's okay to have doubts and fears sometimes. But God's not giving us that spirit of fear. Amen. And he's always prompting us through the word to increase our faith. Amen. And to trust in him with all that we have. It's never too late with the Lord. Amen. He was four days late in raising Lazarus or three days, whatever it was, but it was never too late. Amen. And it's never too late for your hopes. It's never too late for your dreams. Hallelujah. It's never too late for your miracle. God is able. Fight the good fight. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. And do good works. Amen. Do good works. Mark chapter 9 verse 50 says, Salt is good, but if the salt hath lost its saltness, wherewith shall it be seasoned? Have salt in yourselves and have peace one with another. Matthew 5, ye are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Ye are the light of the world, in verse 14. A city that is hid on a hill cannot be hid. Amen. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel or on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. We've got good works to do in this world. I said, we got good works to do in this world. Amen. It's not time for us to hide in a cave or under a rock or under a bushel. Amen. 
but it's time for us to let our light shine because we have the answer. Hallelujah. And it's Jesus Christ. You believe that, church? We have the answer. Hallelujah. And we know that God is on the throne and that God is able to do all things. Hallelujah. Exceeding and abundantly above all that we're able to ask or even think. And there's a lost and dying world out there. And they have pushed. You, you, sometimes we say faith has pushed reality to decide. But you think about the world that's pushed reality to the side. I was talking to a lady, lady the other day. And uh, she says that they're thinking about buying an island. And moving to an island so that they can escape everything that's going on around them. And her husband can stand out there on the shore with his AKA or whatever those things are called, his machine gun, and chase away all the bad people in their life. I got news for you. The only escape from this world is through the Word of God. Amen. <clears throat> and I thought, wow, you know, what an escape. You know, they look at the church and say, you know, oh, you, you have this faith and it's you know, and all this, and you, you're kind of uh, in, out of touch with reality. How much more out of touch with reality is that? You know, where you think that you're going to be able to get an island, go and hide and secure and protect yourself in these troubled times. We need to realize that faith, hallelujah, when it begins to grow within us, it can produce good works. And we're able to let them know that, hey, Jesus Christ is the answer. You don't have to move into a cave. You don't have to run from this. You can find the word of God, hallelujah, will be very powerful and active in your life. And when we do the good works, it says that people will see that. And when you just simply go through the motions of the day, and you've probably all experienced this before, but even your neighbors, and they notice that you're getting up and going to church every day. Amen. The people that you work with, they, they know that there's something different about you because you just keep doing the right thing. You just keep living for God, amen, doing the good works, and it's letting our light shine before this world. And we're going to have a big in-gathering, hallelujah. There's going to be a great revival, hallelujah, in these ending days. You believe that? God's going to send forth his love into all this world and the church is going to be the one to be able to point them in the right direction. Praise God. And we're already seeing that. And the many, many people that have been baptized and received the Holy Ghost uh, during all this uh, virus thing that's been going on. I think we've had 30-some been baptized and 23 received the Holy Ghost since March. Amen. The church just continues to be that lighthouse. Amen. Titus chapter 3, verse 8 says, This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which believe in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. Amen. Don't ever think that you're living for God. And that you just live in the right way is not affecting not only yourself and your own walk, but the world that's around you. Amen. The only thing saving this world right now is the church. Amen. <laughs> that the church is still here and that the church still has 
work to do. And the church still needs to let its light shine. But it says to be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. 1 Timothy 3 or 6, I'm sorry, 17 and 19. Charge them that are rich in the world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches. But in, living, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. Charge them that are rich in this. You know we're rich. Did you know that we are rich? Did you know you're rich? Amen. If you went to bed with food in your belly. Amen. You're way ahead of the most of the world. Amen. We are very blessed of God. Amen. But we cannot ever trust in uncertain riches. But in verse 18, that they do good, this is what you charge them, do good and to be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may hold, lay hold on eternal life. Amen. We have the message that this world needs. Can you say Amen. We have the message that this old world needs. Acts 1 says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Samaria and under the uttermost part of the earth. Hallelujah. We have the power. The Holy Ghost has given us the power to be witnesses to him. Amen. Is to have that good message, if you will. And to let your light shine on all the earth. Because the world is dependent upon the church. Amen. Psalms chapter 73 verse 28. <clears throat> it says this. It says, but it is good for me to draw near to God. Have a good heart. Amen. And I put my trust in the Lord God. Fight the good fight. That I may declare all of thy works. Hallelujah. Draw nigh unto God. Draw nigh unto him with all of your heart. And put our trust in the Lord. Amen. We need to trust God with everything that's within us. Don't you, don't you know? That God will allow us to go to great heights if we just begin to trust him. Put our faith in him. And that then we'll be able to declare all the works of the Lord. When we totally put our trust in God, it's going to spill out over from us over into this lost and dying world. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 13 says, These all died in the faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. And were persuaded of them. There's that struggle again in the, in the faith. They never really uh, received the promises, but they saw them afar off. Amen. And they... Uh, were persuaded of them. They had a good heart. And they let it fester in within them. And they embraced them. They embraced all these promises. They fought that fight. They said, I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to stand on this with everything that's within me. And they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. Church, this world is not our home. Amen. The Bible says that we are ambassadors for Christ. I love that word. Because when you look it up, it says a resident uh, from another country. Amen. A representative from another country. Praise God. And we are just ambassadors for Christ. 
We're just representing Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ was the manifestation of God to the world. And he says, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to come unto you. And so when we receive the spirit of God from um, the Lord, then we become the sons and the daughters of God. Amen. When Jesus was here, he was limited in, in, uh, in the flesh as far as where he could be at one time. But now the church, all filled with the power of God. Amen. We are all those sons and daughters of God. Hallelujah. And we are the manifestation of God to this world. Amen. Let us never forget <clears throat> to do the good works. And let us never forget to ask God to help us to have that clean and honest heart and to fight that good fight. Providing for honest things, not only in the sight of the Lord, but also in the sight of men. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 16 says, This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where the remission of these is, there is no more offering of sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness, enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, through his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Hallelujah. Draw near to God with that true heart, that honest heart. Amen. And he's going to give us that faith, that full assurance of faith, having our heart sprinkled. Amen. From an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Aren't you thankful for the grace of God and the mercies of God? God has remitted our sins, folks. God has taken away our sins. Amen. You're the church, and we have this battle in the flesh, and God understands that, but there's sometimes we need to quit worrying about just ourselves. Amen. And all of our faults and our failures, and God knows all about them. Amen. But we just continue to do the right thing, to be good. Amen. In all these areas, God can use us to reach out to a lost and dying world. Amen. It's time for us to move on from our past. And when you think about Paul, the greatest um, missionary evangelist that there's ever been, you know, Paul said this. He said, one thing. This one thing, he said, I do. Paul said this, I forget those things which are behind, and I reach forward to the things which are before me. Amen. Hallelujah. God wants us to draw near to him in full assurance. Amen. And realize that we have been washed in the blood. And I like that. It says, for our redemption draweth nigh. Amen. Our redemption, this old body that seems to give us all kinds of trouble. Amen. One of these days when Jesus comes back, we are going to be delivered from this old flesh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's coming back and he's going to deliver us. Amen. 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 We just need to realize that we are admonished to come boldly with confidence under the throne of grace that we may f obtain mercy 
and find grace to help in the time of need. God wants us to draw nigh unto him. He wants us to come boldly into his presence. Look, the devil and the enemy wants to uh, try to keep us from the presence of God. Amen? Wants to try to keep us from even coming together and to reaching out to people and to separating us from the world. But I got news for the enemy. God's going to have his own way. Amen? <clears throat> the church is going to be the church. Amen? And we need to realize, hallelujah, that God will make a way out of no way hallelujah come boldly with confidence that we may obtain mercy and find that grace to help in the time of need we need the grace of God don't we hallelujah we need that help today amen so we have this great invitation that God has given unto us is to draw near unto him to come before him and we need to realize that he's desiring for us to come into his presence hallelujah the whole theme of the Lord, uh, the Word of God is often, you know, you can just approach God. He wants us to realize that we're able to come before Him, to approach Him, and to come into His presence. For our God is great. Amen. He robed Himself in flesh and dwelt among us. Hallelujah. That He could have a relationship with mankind, that He would die for our sins. Hallelujah. But he's risen again, praise God. And we need to realize that God wants us to approach him with a true heart, that genuine heart, amen, that just says, I'm going to live for him. It's honest, it's sincere, and we need to ask the Lord to help us to come boldly into his presence, not to hide from him and not to withdraw from him because sin will try to make us withdraw from him, amen, and to hide from him, just like Adam and Eve did and when they sinned in the garden and Jesus the Lord was looking for them and he he said where art thou Adam and and uh, God knew where they were at God knows where we are at amen God knows exactly where we are he just wants us to come into his presence so that we can be used to him in these ending days you believe that <clears throat> so we need to also realize that we can never allow ourselves to do the blaming, the blame game. That's also what Adam and Eve did, you know. When God asked Adam, did you eat of the fruit? Adam said, well, the woman made me do it. Amen. And the woman said, what? The serpent made me do it. Amen. We just need to take the responsibility for our own life and our own heart. Hallelujah. To realize that God is just desiring for us to come before him with such a good heart and to fight that good fight that's within us, and to do good works. Amen? Do you believe that today? You believe the Lord loves you? You believe the Lord's wanting to use you in a special way? Amen. Can we just lift our hands right now and love the Lord God? We love you. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and for your mercies. We praise you, O Lord. We believe in you. We know that you're able to do all things exceeding and abundantly above all that we're able to ask or think. Hallelujah.